0: What's up guys? Welcome back. I'm Colton McCormack and this is the Certified Wrench Podcast. As you can hear, no Joe tonight. (laughs) Uh, You've heard Joe, right? Yeah, I've heard Joe, yeah. So I brought, I'm just kidding, I was actually surprised by today's guest. Uh, When did you text me? Uh, I think on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, just Tuesday. Hey, I'm coming to town. Let's do an episode. I will make room for you, buddy. Uh, so anyways, we are joined today. Dude, I don't... Stursa. Okay. Yep. I do it every fucking time. <laughs> I'm sure you heard it in the episodes. Got Alex Stursa.
1: No, I get it all the time.
0: With me. I always want to call you like Sirsta and... Right. Oh,
1: fuck. I get Strusa, Struza, Struza <laughs> all kinds of shit.
0: So design, build, maintain. Yep destroy build and maintain yeah, i always want to call it mechanics, that whatever yeah, you want to go with. well so growing up i don't know what kind of music you listen to but there was a, a band called chiotos i'm sure you know who they are maybe yeah, uh, the lead singer started another band called destroy rebuild until god shows and it stood for drugs oh fuck yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> the name of the band yeah and every time I think of that, I think of your or your oh, logo. I think yeah, of yeah. that. It's like destroy, build, maintain. No, that's not right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, we're doing an episode late Friday night. Got another one tomorrow, and uh, yeah, man. So introduce yourself a little bit.
1: Uh, my name is Alex Stursa, and we have DBM Equipment Repair. We're based out of Fernley, Nevada, but we service Nevada, Idaho a little bit of Utah, some parts of Arizona, and we do go into California occasionally when we can uh, get past the DOT and the inspection (laughs) stations.
0: Yes. Uh, So a lot of people, I'm sure, are going to be pumped on this episode because I've been requested multiple times to have you on this podcast. Oh, right on. And I am lucky enough to have the sun gun in my garage right now. Right? (laughs) In Texas. Starstruck. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so kind of some background, I guess, how did you get into this, or young life, I guess, best way to put it.
1: Yeah, honestly, my dad's an old school cat guy. He worked at the cat dealership, uh, along with you know all of his buddies that I grew up with, hanging out, same thing, in a shop, everybody talking shit to each other, just having a good time. And... My parents are pretty transient as far as that goes. So we moved around a lot. We've been to California, Nevada, uh, North Dakota, back and forth. My dad's worked in Bolivia and all kinds of shit. So, but I always kind of knew I wanted to do, for some reason, when I was little, I was like, I'm going to have a bunch of semis, you have a bunch (laughs) of fucking cow haulers and low boys and stuff. And then I grew up, I was like, ah. I like beer and I'm going get too fat driving truck. Women. Women, yeah, I'm the attention span of a gnat, so I was like, truck is probably not the best for me. So uh, I uh, I was in high school. My mom wanted me to go to college a little bit. My dad was like, hey, you know, if you don't wanna go to college, I'm not gonna help you pay for it because you're not gonna use it. And uh, he was working on a mine called Highcroft at the time. And he's like, hey, I can get you a job out there, but it's gonna be on the leech pad. You're gonna be running pipe and uh, you will gonna be the only guy that speaks English out there, good luck. I was like fucking let's do it so a couple of weeks go on I start running equipment out there I start working on the leach pad stuff one thing leads to another um, I end up going to another mine and when they didn't have nighttime maintenance so I was on production side and running dozer and blade loader a little bit uh, and at nighttime when we need fuel or lube or something would break down I'd run down grab a service truck start working on it and it was one of those things I was always just kind of just figured out on my own and it clicked. It clicked. Yeah, exactly. It clicked. I, I also consider myself to be a really good operator, but it was one of those things like something about wrenching. I just was like, yeah, I want to do that. And it seems fun. And the few first places I, I tried to go to, they didn't really want me to wrench because my dad was in charge of the maintenance programs there. So they didn't want there to be favoritism or anything. Little did they know my dad probably way harder on me than everybody else, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it worked out for the the right reasons. And then at that same mine, finally I I got them talked into letting me wrench, and so they uh, they even let me be on my dad's crew, so that was pretty cool. And I started doing that a bunch, started doing that, and then I got a job opportunity to go to another mine called Marigold, and it's a it's a really solid place to work, a really fun place to work. I ended up getting married, and my wife and i lived in a super small town well Winnemuck, i don't know if you know where it is or not but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's rough <laughs> uh, a lot of really good people there but my wife was not a fan so i was working at marigold i went from working on the haul trucks uh you know started out doing pms and stuff on them and then going up to you know we we're doing all the majors on them and then um one of the guys that i actually knew growing up that was an old cat boy with my dad at cashman equipment he ended up being the head of the um, drill and shovel department, and he came up to me and and one of my really good friends who 's my right hand man now in business came up to both of us and he's like, "Hey, you guys want to be on drill and shovel because we want you on drill and shovel so we 're like yeah fuck it we 'll go on drill and shovel that 's way better than doing pms in the fucking shop oh yeah so uh, we ended up getting on drill and shovel and we were the bitches for a while and uh, until we proved what we could do so we went on to do that and then uh, actually, the main reason I got out of mining the first time is my wife she was like, either we leave winnemucca." Or I leave Winnemucca. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm somewhat of a fan of yours. So I guess we're leaving Winnemucca. And I tried to get a job at the cat dealer. And I, I was that's what I always wanted to do. I wanted to work at the local cat dealer. My dad, all of his friends that I consider like basically mentors slash idols to me all worked at that same cat dealer. <laughs> like that cat dealer was the shit. There wasn't anybody that was better than those guys at that cat dealership. So I, I roll in there. I get an interview. And uh, they offer me like 13 bucks an hour. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, I'm making, like, fucking $10 more an hour than that. Like, I could take a cut to get some training stuff. And, like, now that's all we got. I, I I won't call him out, but the, the dudes, we still deal with the dude a little bit. And uh, he's like, <laughs> he's like nah. He's like, there's a line of people for this job. I was like, fuck it, call him then, dude. So, like, three months goes by. I'm in the transition. I, I ended up taking a job at the international dealer just to uh, just get the feet in the door. And uh, this guy calls me back, and he's like, hey. I have a job opportunity for you. And I told him, I was like, well, if it's not remotely close to the salary we talked about, I'm not interested. Don't waste our time. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I got with my boss and we'll fucking, we'll, we'll figure something out for you.
0: We'll give you $9 more. Yeah. So
1: I showed to this interview and the dude offers me 1375. Are you? I just walked out, bro.
0: Oh my God. The same shit happened to me. It was a cat dealer, but it was a bag dealer ag dealer back home right and they offered me like a dollar less an hour of what i was making even though i told him what i was making right he's like oh yeah we can beat that you know and it was like a dollar less i'm like how's that beating it and they're like okay well we'll negotiate we'll come back to you 25 cents more than what i was making <laughs> i'm like dude I'm, why do i need to leave
1: right <laughs> Yeah, so at that point, I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I was like, I'm, I'm going to take that job at the International Dealer. And I had applied like three months earlier for a random listing on like Craigslist for a heavy equipment mechanic that uh, it, it had no information on. It. it just said that you get a service truck, it's going to be resident in the Reno area, and you'd be your own boss. And I applied for it, and I never heard anything back. Well, It was like, I think I had three days left at my current job and uh i get this call and it was from like a recruiter and he's like oh i'm looking for you know so-and-so mr stir so i was like yeah who's this we start going back and forth and he was still really fishy about it he wouldn't tell me who the company was or anything but they wanted to fly me out to uh placentia california and i was like well it's winter time or it's getting to be wintertime." so i was like <laughs> I fucking might as well go yeah. and uh, i ends up being for b jack and uh i flew down there i met the owner of b jack his name was ron and just Incredible people, super nice guy, best interview I've ever had. And actually I base all my interviews that I do with people now off that interview I had with him. It was, it was one of those moments in life where you're like this person that I'm talking to across the table genuinely cares about what I have to say.
0: We might have to talk about that later on in the, yeah in this episode. Cause I kind of want right. to, we haven't really talked about that type of shit. So right. I kind of want to hear your input on it.
1: Yeah, it was, it was definitely one of those points in my life that I was like, I, I need to remember this.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. So anyway.
1: So I, I ended up getting the job at B-Jack. They offered me a great uh, a great pay. Um, they, I didn't have my CDL at the time because at Mines, you don't need a CDL. It's all private property. Mm-hmm. All the service trucks are just fucking roached anyway, so it's not like, it's not like <laughs> yes. you can mess anything up. And uh, so they said, well, we'll get you CDL, but you're going to start in a Dodge 5500 first and uh it beautiful truck is uh i think i started with b jack in 2015 and the truck was like 20 late 2014 build it was brand new had an imt body on it (laughs) i I mean it was for your first service truck you literally couldn't ask for anything better and uh they they were great to me and then they ended up getting me my cdl ended up giving me a pete i had a pete with uh just an old auto crane body on it. it was just I thought it was the coolest fuck. <laughs> the day I moved into this thing, I was like fucking look at this yes. like big dick swinging, <laughs> and uh, and then I ended up getting one more Pete after that that finally had an IMT body on it. It was an older truck, but it was it was a solid truck. The biggest thing with them is uh, California. I don't know exactly what it was. Something with like Obamacare, and my insurance ended up going it, like I would had to out of pocket like two grand a month. Yeah, and I was like fuck that's at the time I was like that's. Like a uh, two weeks worth of pay mm-hmm. right there, I can't mm-hmm. just pay that, and um the owner and I can I can't remember what the second guy's name and command was, but uh he, he they were both really nice, and they're like, don't worry about it, we'll figure it out well, I was a resident in Reno, but I was based out of a Sacramento location the um Ron Barlett's son ran the Sacramento branch and he was a very nice guy and uh, he w- I, funny story actually a little side note i uh my s- second day there he was sitting. I was working on an excavator, and he came up and was sitting next to his pickup. And I and we're changing. It was we're putting a second member shear on, and I cracked a hydraulic line, didn't bleed off the tank. And he was in a suit and well didn't have a jacket on, but had like a tie and nice slacks on. And it fucking coated him. And I was like, "You just want me to pack up my shit now, or I'll, I'll leave?" Yeah, yes, I got fucked up, dude. And uh, he was super cool about it. his name was Kevin, and uh, I always had a great relationship with him. Super nice guy. Um, ended up my boss that I had there was – he started out fine, but he's one of those guys that just told you anything and everything you wanted to hear, whether it was a lie or not. And so once the insurance thing came into it, there was a bunch of other stuff that I had Matt asking for the whole time. And it was one of those nice things where you got forgotten about, so it wasn't a big deal because you could pretty much do whatever you wanted whenever you wanted. But at the same time, anything you asked for – Got swept under the rug. Mm. And uh, so finally, I I had the opportunity, um, another one of the old cat guys that my dad worked with, and I worked with him at, when I worked at CORE, he was our resident for Cashman. Well, he ended up going out on his own. His name's Toby Deputy. He has TD equipment repair, and he's just a fucking solid guy, like salt of the earth guy, one of the best people I've ever met.
0: And you're dropping a dropping a lot of names over here, buddy. Yeah, they're all good people yeah, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't drop dealership names because we might talk some shit. That's
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but uh he so he hit uh, I hit him up about saying, Hey, I, I need to like I really want to go out on my own, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Well, I, I could use the help right now. Um, and I couldn't figure out how to get a service truck financed. I tried every single thing I could and it was either, we we will give you a loan on a new truck. Well, a new truck's $200,000. Well, you don't qualify for that. Mm. But if you wanted a $50,000 truck, they wouldn't give you a loan on it because it's like, this thing's 20 years old. So we don't loan on it. So it, it was a really hard, I tried for probably like six months, maybe even close to a year. And, uh, finally Toby hit me up and he's like, Hey, we really, you know, if you want to make this happen, I'll make it happen for you. I'll, I'll go ahead and front the service truck and then you're going to pay it off by hour to me. However, it, uh, um, it was $15 an hour for every hour I worked. I had to pay him, mm-hmm. uh, for the service truck. He carried all the insurance registration. Uh, I put all the maintenance and fuel and everything into it. So, uh, it started, i I put my two weeks in and, uh, The only shitty part was I lived in Fernley, the work was outside of Winnemucca, my wife was pregnant, and then gave birth to my first son, so then I, of course, hop in the service truck and take off and don't see him again for, I mean, I would come home on weekends and stuff, but it was, you know, 80, 90 hours a week making this service truck happen, and it kind of spiraled from there.
0: Hmm. That's crazy, man. And how many trucks do you have now? Uh,
1: Well, we just sold one, so we're down to nine. Oh, Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I. In theory, I don't know. I'm going broke buying this shot, but I I have another one from Bayer that's supposed to be on the way, but we'll see how it goes.
0: So you still have your tandem, right?
1: No, I sold my tandem.
0: That's the one you sold? That's
1: the one I sold. Well, yeah, I sold that one last year.
0: I literally, I don't know if you saw QT Equipment, mm-hmm. the gray one that they finally yep. finished, the tandem. I literally took screenshots <laughs> of it, sent it to my boss and said, this is my <laughs> here next Here try. we go. <laughs> here, let's do it. <laughs> but uh Dude, that's so. You now your second shop? No, this we we were leasing a shop. Oh, so okay. I I,
1: I okay. leased another shop inside Winnemucca. But and now that this shop's done, I'm actually letting that shop go, and we're gonna consolidate. Cool. Yeah. So this one is a purchase shop. Um, I without getting too into detail with time and stuff, uh, I I purchased a shop. My dad and I purchased a shop two years ago. Um, It's a 48 by 140. Oh, wow. And then two years before that, we purchased the land that we're going to put it on. Cool. Uh, Well, little did we know, there's no water there. The state of Nevada won't give us a water permit. So we have this shop that we paid for sitting on the ground, and it's currently still sitting on the ground so my old man he he's a chatterbox kind of like me and he does old people shit and just fucking <laughs> goes around and talks to people well he he goes there's a couple of the shops next to the property that we're that we bought that have water but they started in the early 2000s so he goes over there starts chatting this guy up his name's jerry see it's vista equipment they're uh they're kind of slowing down it's a ag company mm. and uh he, so my dad, of course, goes over there doing old man shit, fucking lighting fireplaces and stuff, whatever they're doing. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, we want to buy some water from you. And the guy was like, yeah, for sure. I have he's has like five acre feet. And uh, so we try to buy water from him. And the state, it's literally like his property ends at your garage and mine starts at your garage. So this is two lane road in between it. That's it. It's like a residential two lane road. And they won't transfer it. So, <sighs> so then Jerry was like, uh, well... You know, I'm getting kind of older. He's probably closer to my dad's age, and he's like, I kind of, kind of just want to almost retire. He's like, you just, just buy this place. Yeah. (laughs) So we're like, well, fuck it, we'll buy that place because at least our lot's next door. So it'll take us a couple years to get the other building up, but it'll, it'll go up eventually. Jesus, it's been a nightmare.
0: And so I wonder what you're going to have to do about water over there. So what we're going to do? A little boring.
1: Uh, already, I already brought that up, and apparently it's a no go. But uh, the property that we bought is 5 acres. So we have enough space to put both of them up on the same lot and then we'll have our other 2 acre lot of storage basically. I got you. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. That Why do they these motherfuckers just got to make it tough for everybody? I guess, dude. Yeah.
1: Something about desert and water.
0: <laughs> is this LA? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we talked quite a bit about them lovely storms back back in california and it's just it blows my mind man we've been seeing pictures right and it's like where was that shit i guess it was there when i was there but it hadn't i was probably seven or eight right. last time it happened it's just crazy man
1: well yeah that's like i was saying this is the slowest we've been mm-hmm. for a winter and it's only been like the last three weeks from the storms but this is the slowest winter i've had since i started
0: so i guess let's kind of talk about your business um what exactly do y'all do uh you know.
1: So we offer, you know, obviously on-site troubleshooting. Yeah. Um, I do have one of my dad's friends. Uh, he was a mentor to me growing up, another cat guy. Uh, he started out in like the CRC at Cashman, uh, rebuilding components and stuff. And then he went to field truck. My dad and him did field stuff forever. They're, they're yin and yang. Like if it's kind of annoying now, cause like if I go to the shop and, uh, bill's missing it's because he's having lunch with my dad in town at the whip <laughs> like they just do old guy shit together it's great for them because they're best friends but uh so he does component rebuild for us he also still does field service stuff but he does all of our component rebuilds. so we're doing i try to stay away from engines as much as i can just because there's a ton of liability with it yes. but we do transmissions differentials brake packs i mean pretty much anything we do struts um that kind of stuff so uh, he does that for the most part, um, and then we do line boring. I have two techs that do line boring. We do onsite welding, and then we do tear downs, um, shovel builds, and we recently got into uh, scrap, but it didn't work out so good for me because scrap tanks. So I lost a little bit of money on that.
0: Yeah, I, the the one that blows my mind is Jesse.
1: Yeah, Jesse's on another fucking dude, level, dude.
0: He that tr- that thing that he bought, yeah, I don't right? know what the fuck it's called. But it's badass.
1: Dude, it, nothing makes you feel smaller. So uh, <laughs> I would consider Jesse a pretty good friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, we had lunch with him up in North Dakota because that's I'm fr- also from North Dakota. Mm. Uh, and so we had lunch with him up there, and he shows up in that thing. dude. <laughs> and, of course, he has to show up in that, right? <laughs> and my son, I, I had both my sons at the time, but one was really small and the other one was like five. And he looks at me and he's like, Dad. Why don't you have one of those? I was like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, wow, why don't <laughs> why? you just take my kids and wife. Yeah, I was like, you might just take them while you're here, you know? Fucking. <laughs> so yeah, Jesse's on another level. It, it's really fun. I, I mean, I like to think of it as competition between the two of us, even though there really isn't any because yeah. he's just on another level. But it is really fun to like see somebody else that's doing what you're doing and just excelling at
0: it. Well, shit, I've I've I haven't known you personally, but you know, we've stayed in contact over the past few years and. I think when I first started, like, following because that's where it was at, right? Everybody was on Instagram. That's what it is, yeah, exactly. That's how we kind of, quote, unquote, met. And I think you had two or three trucks back right. then. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's crazy watching everybody just, you know. Well, yeah, it pisses thing. me off, because
1: anytime I buy one truck, Jesse buys fucking three. So it's like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got the baddest of the fucking bad. Uh,
1: he's got some good ones, but I, I do I do try to, you know, that is one thing I've been trying to do is, like, make sure that. All my new trucks, I'm trying to make a match, which he does too, but he's buying a larger quantity, so he's getting some, you know, like uh, Jesse bought that Kenworth with that 7025 on it, mm-hmm. and I bought the sister truck too, but it was a Pete. Both came from the same places. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had I had mine color match and shit like that, but I- I'm also in a spot where I have more time to do it is mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you when you do do that, when you buy a service truck, any deadline that you're given is a lie. It's going to take at least three times whatever yeah. it's going to do. And he's-, he's trying to put guys in trucks that day.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, he had some guys out here in West Texas, and I'm just like, what the, why? (laughs) Where 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 did you you come from? (laughs) Well, he was
1: down in Nevada, too. (laughs) Yes. So it was cool. Uh, Yeah, he he was actually doing a job at a property that I was working at for the same customer, uh, and he ended up showing up to my fucking kid's third birthday (laughs) with his wife and his kids.
0: That's crazy. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was wild.
0: Wow. Well, fuck. I, one day, I hope to get him on here, too. Yeah, I'm oh, I'm sure he would. Yeah, um, you know, just one day.
1: He's he's a super down-to-earth. He's a really nice guy.
0: What? So I, I, we kind of got sidetracked there. So obviously cats only, or do you work on deer, no, too? No, we work on everything. Yeah.
1: Um, I have one guy that uh, does uh, a lot of construction stuff, so he does most of our deer stuff. I really don't touch it. I, to be honest with you i'm getting lazier as i get older and i have one customer that i really like working for they're my favorite customer mm. we get along really good and all they have is cat stuff well in all honesty all they have is 345s and 980s and so that's what i like working on and that's oh, yeah. pretty much what i do but we work on uh we work on a ton of Kamatsu. we actually do a lot for Kamatsu too this last year we didn't as much but we built a brand new pc 8000 at marigold um holy shit yeah so in uh uh, us with Komatsu and then they had one engineer come over from Germany and we put a brand new one together. Wow. Yeah.
0: I don't think we have anything that big here. Right. <laughs> well, wow, that that's cool, man. I all I know is deer. Right. Uh, I, we have a couple of cat equipment, a couple of uh, 336s and or I, sorry, I lied to you. I think
1: it was a PC six thousand. I misspoke. Oh, I was going to say yeah, it was that's, a six thousand. Yeah. Is
0: there even such thing as eight thousand? I do
1: believe they have an eight. I I know uh, Hitachi makes one that size, uh, nice, but it was a PC six thousand.
0: Okay. Well, I, I you said big numbers, so it yeah. sounded big to me. <laughs> um, I don't really know them, but right. yeah. So all all I know is deer. I'm trying. I want to learn more on cat, but it's like my boss. He came from deer. Right. Um, that's all we buy. So right. it's kind of nice to be able to stick with that. You know, come from the dealer. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe one day we'll branch out.
1: See, that's how I feel about Cat uh, and komatsu is I like working on them because I'm just really familiar with them. Yeah. So when uh, Josh is my guy's name that does a bunch of deer stuff for us, anytime they call, like, I'll have Josh go out
0: there. So, so Chris Hadley <laughs> yep. is very bad about this. No, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't mind helping him. But that motherfucker will call me. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, I don't have a crystal ball. I forgot to charge it, you know. But I don't mind helping. But half of the stuff he asks me, I'm like, dude, I, I, I really, I can't help you because I don't know, you know. I need to be hooked up with a computer and right. all that stuff. But if people need, you know, to ask me something, they can ask me. I a lot of people ask me stuff through the podcast, which yeah, is that, fine. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's actually how uh my like my technician Steve, he works for me now. He. He's from California oh, okay. as well, um, Central California. Moved to Hawaii and realized that that <laughs> probably wasn't the best idea. Right. Says, hey, he messages me, says, hey, you know, I'm thinking about moving to Texas. Right. You know anybody that's hiring? Like, yeah. Fuck yeah, right yeah. here, dog, you know. Um, so it, that's just how it played out, and he's turned out to be a really good technician, and hopefully one of these days he'll be on here because he's funny as hell. Right. And I think he – He'd do good on here, but
1: honestly, it's crazy how much Instagram and Facebook and stuff influences that. Because I, I, I have stopped posting pretty much. I'll, I'll throw some up on Instagram mm-hmm. or word of mouth. But like, I've had people, uh, a bunch of people, contact me and say, "Hey, when you are hiring, let me know, and I want to come." And so before I even post anything, I'll put it, you know, I'll hit them up and be like, "Hey." i'm hiring that either they say well you know a lot of them they can't wait six months or a year whenever when i'm hiring so they say no i got another job but it, it's worked out twice now that i just hired off that and didn't have to do anything
0: well i already told my wife a long time ago like if we ever move back that way i'm working for dbm there you go we got deer <laughs> shit that i don't want to work on yes uh anyway i i think that that's pretty much it right history and all that shit yeah for the most part yeah um unless you've got something else you want to cover but I right, we can move to a. you want to take a break for a second i need to get some water you guys need to wait
1: that's right it's relaxing
0: yes if i could do all my intro music and stuff like That'd calm music like this but we're we're mechanics we got to have big hardcore music you yeah. know and rock music or just kidding, guys. Don't get butt hurt. Anyway, so I want to cover, or not cover, I, I kind of want to dive into some topics here. Um, we can cover some of yours that you have on your questionnaire, but, you know, Mrs. Certified had a question. And I kind of wanted to dive into it. Uh, we kind of just talked about it. Um, so on episode 31 last week, we kind of talked with uh, Andy about, you know, the benefits and Joe covering the difference, you know, so he doesn't have to pay for health care, blah, blah, blah. And Andy didn't really care about it because um, he was getting paid that difference. And he says sometimes it's cheaper, you know, cheaper to pay cash out of pocket than actually go through insurance. Um, I kind of as you as a business owner, you got a, quite a few employees, right? Yeah. Um, what? You say you provide health care, but do you have guys that actually approach you and say, I'll just take this amount of money, or do they actually want the benefits?
1: Not really. Um, so it, it a lot of it depends, too. If you have a 22-year-old guy that uh, he doesn't have family or anything, it, it's a catch-22 a little bit because his insurance, for me to pay, we pay full benefits, so dental, health, vision. Um, I pay 100% of it. If it's that 22 year old guy with no underlying conditions or anything. He's probably going to cost me like 200 bucks a month. Yeah. So he's not saving that much money. Even if I just gave him that money, we also, but you get a guy, um, I had a guy working for me for a long time. He ended up going back to Cal, uh, to be with his family, but it was him, his wife, and their three daughters, the mm. most expensive thing to insure, And you know, it, it, it is unfortunately something I look at too when I hire somebody is who they have. If you have, on women in their childbearing years they are going to be four to five times expensive to insure as a male the same age um so that is something to think about when you're hiring somebody as shitty as it sounds if the guy has a wife and you know three four daughters you're gonna have to think about how much you pay him per hour because it's going to like that one person was 2900 a month for me to insure and then you have that 22 year old guy that costs you 200 an hour So, or $200 a month. So is that if you're paying them the same wage, you're really not paying them the same wage, you know, granted, one might be better than the other, but that all plays into you hiring somebody and understanding what it's going to cost you.
0: Yeah. So one thing I regret back in when I first started out as a mechanic or whatever working. Right. So my first boss didn't provide anything understandable, small shop, right. You know, Three mechanics nothing crazy i get it but i wish i would have started figuring out a 401 and all that mm-hmm. stuff back then and started paying paying into it instead of starting it at 27 years old right um i regret that a lot but then you know i was young and stupid didn't know any better and uh so a lot of people now getting into this you know they're like what do i look for you know going into a job it's like benefits
1: benefits are a huge thing for sure
0: fuck the healthcare and stuff make sure you know you know good 401k even though it's kind of a scam right um if you're making enough money maybe do a little savings account something you know i regret doing all that shit or not doing it, i should say you know starting it late luckily i've had you know past few jobs i had good employers that you know, match pretty right. decent. So I've, I've been able to save up quite a bit, but anyway, what were yeah, you we'll,
1: say? when we do a 401k, we'll match. Um, I don't know what we'll match yet. We'll, we'll probably try to match like two or 3%. And then, um, I have a few guys right now that have, I don't know, like an Edwards Jones or whatever, you know? So I take a portion of their check, whether it's 20% or 10%. And then I set it I send it to another account, you know, well, I don't do it. QuickBooks doesn't, <laughs> but then they they are starting their savings, but until i offer it you know all my guys aren't going to do it because same thing i got a bunch of young guys working for me too that are just like you know i'm not worried about it but it is something to be worried about especially because i was the same way when i was younger and now i mean it's not like i'm old but i'm i'm also don't want to work for forever either so i was just
0: telling you about my old man you know exactly and that's what's scaring me. It's like, man, I wish I would have just done this sooner. Right. You know, even though I'm, I'm on the right track now, it's just like, well, I could have retired, you know, a little earlier. Right. Or whatever. It's just something to really think about. You know, I could care less about health care. Luckily, my wife has good, right. you know, health care and dental and everything. And I don't have to go through my work because it's, it's super expensive. But, uh, you know, I get paid weekly at my job now. Um, and... I pay 4% into my 401 company matches 4% and it might not seem like much weekly, but it builds, but it fucking builds quick. And, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's one thing I try to pound, pound into people, giggity, uh, (laughs) you know, really look into that stuff that, and you know, people work for dealerships or whatever. I always say, Ask them about their training. Mm-hmm. That's one big thing for me. You know, I love training, um, even though I was bored with it. Right. <laughs> um, you can learn a lot, you know, especially if you're first starting out.
1: That's one of the best things I ever did was the training that Jack gave me. Mm-hmm. I, I learned more doing that stuff than I have doing anything else.
0: Yeah, it's... I don't know. I I miss it. Right. Because I I miss the dealership life because of the training You know, you get these new machines coming out, and I don't know shit about them. Like, oh, they changed this. Like, the new deer excavators? Yeah. (laughs) I've seen them. I haven't worked on them, and they look like a pain in the ass.
1: Right. And that's a hard thing for independents too. It's a little bit better for if you're somebody purchasing equipment from the dealership because they do, I mean, they'll help you to an extent, but when you're a straight up independent, um, like I got told, uh, we had a really big job scheduled, a line boring job. And, uh, we're helping another local line bore guy out that, uh, just is on he, he's like a, a jesse version of just line boring okay like he, he's on another level we were helping him out with the job and uh before the job even started he had to call us and tell us uh, we actually were told by the dealership that we're doing the work for that we're not to have you out there because uh they're not going to help you make money so and it, it's a company that i've bought service trucks from and i've used them to help me on teardowns and builds and now they will not use me anymore because they said they will not be helping me make money. So there's a lot of that that goes into that where new shit comes out. And the less you know, the better it is for them.
0: So please explain that to me because I guess I'm not understanding what they're like. Why are they not helping you make money? Because
1: like, They don't like how big we've gotten oh, in their area. That's, it's, a, it's a dealership. Um, and, you know, like I said, I bought service trucks from them. Uh, they've used me in the past and I've used them a bunch in the past. And uh, yeah, we got a call at seven 30 at night, two days before the job was supposed to start and said, no, you guys aren't going to be out there.
0: That's insane to me. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it's the pity right. thing.
1: And it's one of those things. I mean, I guess it's a comp backhanded compliment if you will, because yeah. it means that we're making an impact. But at the same time I had three guys scheduled to go out there. So, it, yeah. you know, you got to figure out what you're going to do with them.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's wild, man. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, you know, we, I'm sure you've heard the episode with my buddy Spencer. He's a line bore guy. Oh, yep, well, yep. They just went out on his own and, um, he kind of ran into some shit when he left the dealer after me. I won't get into it, but it was just some pretty shady shit. Yep. Um, enough about that, I guess. Uh, you know, you, you want to talk about building a crew, how you started one man show, right? Yeah. By one man yourself. show. So how, over the years, I mean, building your company, how did you know when to na- take the next step? Let's get the second guy on. Let's get this third guy on. Now you're...
1: Uh. The second guy was probably the hardest because it's the scariest one.
0: Of course, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and it got to the point where, it's a little bit of a funny story. I had a buddy at the time. We're still really good friends. He, he works for my dad now. Um, but... uh we were kind of bullshitting and he was tired of being at school and he kind of, he wanted to learn to ranch and weld and stuff. And, uh, so I was like, well, I'm working underground at the moment and we could use an extra hand. So I was like, why don't you uh, come out work for me? So we ended up doing that. His parents actually helped us finance our second service truck. Uh, and then, um, we ended up selling that one to Jesse later on. He, he still has it, but, uh, that, that was the biggest one. And then once that happened, the third one, it got to the point where we're like, well, fuck, neither one of us can keep up for this one. So then that's when I brought um, my right-hand man, Don. He's worked for me. We, we've known each other for like 10 years now, and he's, he's, he's that guy that we play good cop, bad cop. I get to be good cop. Don gets to be bad cop. But that is part of building a crew, yeah. is he gets to be the one that people are pissed off at. And that's fine because they don't have to take necessarily orders from him every day. Not that they take orders from me either, mm-hmm. but it gives us and out to say, hey, he, he says, no, this is what you're gonna do today. If you don't like it, you know, you, you don't need to work here or yeah. they they can ask him for the day off and it takes a lot of pressure off me. But it's one of those things where people need someone to be pissed off at and then they need somebody who, you know, can help them out. And unfortunately for Don, I think he likes it a little bit, but he is the bad guy.
0: Yeah. So how many employees do you have? Nine right now. Nine. Well,
1: we have eight and then eight. I'm nine.
0: Okay. So where was I going with this? Uh <laughs> uh when 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 things get slow though, you're a smaller company, how keeping them busy. Like you constantly have work? You you don't have to worry about it or what? Yeah,
1: we constantly have work. Um like the winter in the northern Nevada right now is just really crazy. It's like the worst one we've had in like four or five years probably. Um so construction is at a halt. There's not really any construction going on. But mm-hmm. mining is a of twenty four hour operation so it doesn't really shut down. And then it worked out good for us because we are moving shops. So a bunch of my Reno guys, I just have, you know, we moved all of our shop stuff. We set up our new shop. We did all that. So just, just keep them busy. And yeah. a lot of them you, summertime, you know, they're doing 80, 90 hours a week. So yeah. if they do 30, 40 hours one week or two weeks,
0: none of them really seem. Yeah. To yeah. I could see that. <laughs> I remember those days, but, um, sorry, Joe's texting me. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Joe. <laughs> Fucking Joe's ruining it. Um, i i am trying to like i don't want to say the wrong thing or make you have to say the wrong thing so i'm trying to be careful with my questions like as far as like technicians and and stuff like that um do you have to stay on top of any of your guys or are you pretty comfortable with letting them go and roll
1: it depends and it also depends um you know, I know, like, so I'll use Don as an example because he won't care. He doesn't like doing electrical. He's an old school mechanic. He's mm. probably one of the best mechanics I've ever been around, and he can figure out any problem. But he does not enjoy electrical. So if I know that I have an electrical job coming out, <laughs> I will just not send him to that. I'll yeah. send another guy that I have a couple guys. One of the best and worst cases I had was Forrest. Um, he went out on his own, and we knew it from the start. That was our deal from the start uh that he was gonna work a service truck off from me and he would start his own thing at the end
0: what the hell is that Dogs. Oh, great, great <laughs> podcast. Great podcast, yeah. <laughs> Fucking dogs uh, howling in the background. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, that, that that kid, well, I shouldn't say kid guy. He He's a really good friend of mine and just an absolute stud of a mechanic. Mm. He But he's one of those guys that he's really hard to work with at the same time because he just nerds out so hard on something that you can't even follow him because he's just like, bing, 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 bing. And then he'll sit and look at his computer for 20 minutes. And I've even had customers complain about him. They're like, oh, he's just looking at his computer. I'm like, dude, seriously, just leave him the fuck alone and he will figure it out. And then after that time, I don't have one customer that's not like we just enforce out here. Like, we had Cat come out here. We had them, you know, all the dealers have been out here. Please just send Forrest out here. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, Forrest. But, you know, Forrest got some stuff going on, but he'll be out there. So that was a really hard person to lose because he was a very important part of our team. Hmm. But it was known from day one that he was leaving. So it, it was really cool because all the, we, we threw a party for him, and everybody in our group was so excited that he did what he wanted to do and got his service truck. And he came down and did mining for a while and found out that, it's just as shitty as every other mechanic and job. So, but that it, it's really hard. It now that I'm getting a little bit older, it's not as bad. But when I first started out, getting guys that are older than you or your same age to listen to you is a really hard thing without yeah. being a dickhead.
0: Yeah, i i I can agree with that. Luckily, I do have to deal with that. Right. Um. I, I. I. Yeah. I. I'm trying to figure out, like, so. I kind of staying on top of somebody that, that, that kind of came out wrong. It's like, are you, have you had to hire, I shouldn't say that either. Jesus Christ. What am I trying to get at? Like having to help, you know, maybe they don't know everything. Having to constantly help technician. Do you have to deal with that?
1: I do. Um, and there's a difference in it too, because I do have my top guys that make top money and I, I don't have to follow them around. However, every now and again, it is nice when they...
0: Thank you. Following around. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get at.
1: <laughs> I don't have to follow them around. However, when they do get stumped, it is really fun to go out there and fix it because yes. it just reminds them why the fuck I'm sitting here yes. and not... They're like, oh, make friends on Facebook and stupid shit comments <laughs> like that. But it is nice. But There are some guys that I have hired in the past um, that I've had had to follow around and I got rid of and some of them that they were just learning. And now they're, you know, now they're doing more uh, complicated things and understanding that I'm, I don't need to tell you to go out and fix this thing and then tell you what to do next. And then, oh, this also has a hydraulic leak. So Ooh. take a look at that. Yes, I, I have one guy that works for me that he started, He he's literally one of my favorite guys. And he became like a really good friend to me. He started out not knowing a thing, like literally has, n- like couldn't hang a picture in his fucking house and he but his work ethic is unlike anything i've ever seen and he he's one of our favorite guys and he's to the point now where he's going around and he's doing all of our pms in town and he's you know doing simple things like he will say hey we got a leak over here at this customer and he'll go out there and he fixes the leak and he's like oh yeah also it wasn't doing this or wasn't doing that, and we'll tell him, you know, this is what you need to look at, and um, or he'll say, hey, it also has this leak, so he calls the customer and says, hey, you know, it, we're leaking over here, what's already down, we got the oil out of it, do you want me to fix that? And the customers notice his work ethic, and all of them are aware that he isn't necessarily, you know, he's not top hand, mm-hmm. and and he'll be the first to tell you that he's not top hand, but he gets his shit done. Good. But when we first started. It was a lot of following and a <laughs> lot of fuck-ups. Every now and again, yeah. he still has a real good fuck-up, but he had a lot of them in the beginning. But it was expected, and it was on our stuff, and it was, you know, the nice part about him, though, is he does things the way I want him to do things because he's never been
0: anywhere else. Yes, exactly. That's cool. Uh, You know, it's funny. We I'm kind of going to go off off topic here. Uh, I took a video yesterday. I'm sure... Did, I put it on my story on. Oh, I didn't see it. No. So I had, uh, I went out to the owner's property. It's about two hours from here. Had to look at an excavator and a water truck. And uh, I finished those, and the guy up there is like, hey, uh, loader's making brake noise. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go and drive it, and this fucker's like, I'm like, holy shit. So I checked the codes, and no shit, like four hours prior. Um, it had thrown front axle over temp codes. And so I'm like, fuck it, I'll, I'll pull the plugs, check the oil. And as soon as I started cracking the dipstick on top, it's pressure. And like, oh, here we go. This is going to be a good one. So I told him, I was like, I've had one like this explode in my face and it got in my eyes and shit. And so he's like, okay. So I said, stand back. And so I, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to video this. So I hold my phone back and I start pulling the front plug out and just fucking boom out. <laughs> quick little video whatever anyway point of this is i put it on tiktok right and it blew up it's like my most viewed video in like four hours it blew up and i just kind of as a joke said hey it's got ten thousand hours it's got axle over temp codes what do you think's wrong right (sighs) the answers (laughs) the shit storm oh my i should have never done it but it's fun to see these stupid asses like obviously you know there's a lot of oil everybody's like well did you check the, the vent i'm like the vent right now is not our problem yeah, obviously we're, vented. yeah <laughs> we're pushing oil past somewhere because it's completely full but anyway just the answer so you know it just it made me laugh so going off of that that was funny anyway um so going back now talking about you know people um you're hiring and stuff how how hard is it to oh shit find people and how hard is it to keep people?
1: So right now, the crew we have, we've kept for a long time and I have a crew of just really good guys. There's some that annoy me more than others, depending on the day. Um, and there's some that do things that I don't like more than others, depending on the day. But they all have their days and they all have their place at DBM. The thing I learned, I took a job. Well, I've done it twice now. I took a job out of state. On a a contract with guys. And the problem with it is, and I've talked to Jesse a little bit about it, and I'm sure he's dealing with it more so than I am. But So you take a contract, and they say, yeah, we want two guys. So you bring them two guys. And and these are guys that you found that you know are going to do good. Well, then these guys do good. So then they say, well, we want two more guys. Well, the pool's getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. So you get them two more guys. Well, they don't like those guys, so they have you fucking fire those guys. Well, now they want two more guys. Well, now they need four guys because they got rid of your two guys, so now they're down four guys. So it just becomes this evolving door, and I, I it would be a good question for Jesse because I don't know how he's necessarily addressing it at the moment, but for me, I had to take a step back and say, you know what, this isn't um, what I want to do. It's not what I want to put my effort into because it's exhausting. It's stressful. It's um, stressful. You know it's stressful for my wife and i even because it makes me not i, I try to be as fun and you know as good as i can mm-hmm. and it makes it so it's not fun anymore it makes it to now you have service truck payments you know you got a, you know three four trucks that are sitting with nobody in them and all you did was fire people that you actually liked and the customer just didn't like, yeah. or you bought these trucks and thinking that, you know, these two guys are going to run them for the next two years and make you money out of them. Well, they were in it for two weeks and the customer didn't like them. So they had, had you fire them, but that those trucks are already allotted to that job. So I can't just take that customer. And maybe that guy lived out of state. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to take him out of state and bring him up to where we are now because yeah. it's just never going to work. So it, there's a lot that goes into it. So for me, I have pretty much tried to hold out, we we recently hired a kid that he he's really green, but he, he knows what he's doing. Not knows what he's doing, but he works really hard. and He works well with the guys. So he's been in the truck as a rider with all my guys, and that's worked out really well. And I've kind of just said, no, we're not going to grow at the rate that we've grown over the last three years. Like, I will be surprised if I add another truck next year.
0: I feel like right now it's probably you're probably just gonna stay steady yeah we're
1: we're leveling out right now and it's a fun level like i I, like i said every guy pisses me off for a different reason depending on the day (laughs) but i also like all the guys i have right now and it's a fun it's a fun environment yeah i could see us maybe gaining one more in the reno area now that we have the shop um we're set up we're doing uh we're gonna do cylinders out of there and we're gonna we have a hose room getting put in so we're gonna do hoses and everything so I could see us need another guy there but it would take me finding the right guy to hire him over just powering through it till we find the right guy yeah
0: and sometimes it's not a it's not a bad thing to not rush it right so
1: well this last year uh, the beginning of the year we rushed pretty hard uh, yeah. we, we went hard and we financially we netted the most money we've ever netted. But we made the least amount per dollar that we've ever made. Yeah. Just from fuck ups and buying stuff and wasting money on stuff. And so I gotta take a step back because this last year wasn't a good year. I mean, it may look like a good year on paper, but overall it wasn't a good year.
0: Yeah, you spent a lot and yeah. I can see that. We have a I just work for a small company. Right. And trying to find somebody has been a pain in the ass. Just because you know everybody wants 40 something dollars an hour yep and they don't have the most experience or so we don't work Saturdays right i mean i've i've worked a lot of hours at this company before but there's times where i bank a 40 hour week yeah. and it's i'm fine with it right um a lot of guys aren't fine with that they want to work 50 60 70 hours a week and they have a big issue with that and i'm like man why
1: And that is part of me trying to keep my crew happy. I know what guys like to work a bunch and which guys don't.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. The biggest thing was that same out-of-town job, that last one that I took. Like I said, I've taken two out-of-town jobs, like big ones, and I lost money on both of them. Mm -hmm. So I just – obviously, there's probably money to be made. I'm just not good at doing it. Yeah. And it's – I sent So I lost the guys down there. Well, this good group of guys that I have up here, I sent them down there to remedy the problem because I knew that it was going to get fixed. Mm -hmm. Well, these guys got tired of going out of state, being away from their wives, being away from their kids, and even my single guys got tired of fucking being down there because that's not where they live. And so uh, they basically, they didn't mutant mutant on me, but they they looked at me and said, hey, we're all tired of being down here. This isn't where we live. This isn't where we want to work if this continues. We're going to fucking head back. Yeah. And I respected them for that because they didn't just leave. Yeah. They came together and said, hey, this is not what we signed up for. This is not what we like. Please do whatever you can to get us back or we will go back. Yeah. And so I terminated the deal and said, sorry, you know, I fucking, I didn't, I didn't complete my side. I apologize about that, but it's either that or I'm going to lose my company. So we, we bailed out. And now... The guys I want to work 40, 50 hours a week get to work 40, 50 hours a week. And my guys I want to do 80, 90 get to do 80, 90. Mm-hmm. And, and my customers, have they hated it at first. They would be like, hey, well, we need somebody out there on Sunday. I don't have anybody for you on Sunday. Yeah. We'll be there Monday morning. Yeah. And they hated it at first, but now they just know. Yeah. There's a couple guys that will say, hey, can, uh, can you shoot him over here the weekend? I say, I have to call him and find out if he's got anything going on. If he does, then no. If he wants to go, he'll be there, and I'll let you know. Hmm. So that's my biggest thing for keeping my crew that I have right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of respect that way too. That's what I found Yeah. by my guys. And obviously the customer because, right. I mean, they kind of know now and they're willing to work with you still.
1: Right. Well, and the funny part is they all have mechanics. Mm-hmm. There are mechanics out there on Sunday. Why do you want my mechanic yeah. there on Sunday?
0: And why do you want to pay that overtime rate?
1: Right. In, in the heart, there are certain jobs where they're like, hey, we are going to be shut down yeah. on Monday if we don't get this up. Yeah, yeah we'll cruise over there. I'll go personally myself yeah. and do it. It's not a big deal, but if you blow a hydraulic hose on a loader and you have five other loaders sitting there, I'll be there on Monday to put it in.
0: Yeah. No, I, I no. completely see where you're coming from on that. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm happy. Right. I'm happy with 40 hours a week because I've done that shit. Right. Go to West Texas six hours from here work fucking 70, 80 hours a week and be away from my wife. And it's just smooth sailing. And right. Whenever my boss needs me to work overtime, right there, boss. Yep. You know. Um, whatever. Let's be done with that. Uh, I, you got tooling on here, you motherfucker. I did it on purpose. <laughs> now, I'm, we can talk tooling, dude. No, no, I'll just give you a hard time. No, I'm fine with it because you own your own company. You know, we have, you have a a broad spectrum of tooling whether it be fucking wrenches line boring equipment Man. welders specialty tools I don't know do you want to elaborate on that uh,
1: for the only thing I would say for guys that don't are that aren't independent the specialty tooling thing is, is I see guys all the time that are like oh I my company wants me to buy this or they want me to buy that
0: mm-hmm.
1: for me I would say if you want something nicer that you don't have to worry about anybody else fucking up, buy it. Yeah. If it's something specially and you're fine with, if you go to use it one day and it's broken or you know it's not there, whatever, then don't buy it. But as far as independence goes, if you want to branch out and go big, you have to buy as much tooling. I mean, I have just as much money in tooling as I do service trucks for sure. Just between track presses, mm-hmm. we have multiple track presses. We have multiple line boring units. We have you know. Uh, Anything and everything you can think of, we have multiples of it because we have so many. But the easiest part for me to get a job is I find somebody who, like, tracks. Tracks have been my bread and butter on getting in somewhere because nobody else has a track press in my area besides the dealer. So I get a call, and they say, hey, we have these tracks. We need, you know, we got a broken idler or whatever it is. We need you to throw that in. Sure. Well, while I'm there, oh, that stick looks a little fucking not good. You want us to line bore it? You want us to weld it? Oh, I notice that you have this hydraulic leak. But they would have never called us out for that hydraulic leak,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and th- and that's all my big customers, like my current customers. That's how I've been there, is by having specialty tooling and not building some fucking homemade press. Because the first time you get hurt, you're either going to lose your business. You're going to get sued, or that customer is never going to have you back out there because you broke something.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's badass. I mean, and as far as trucks, I mean, that's tooling. It's obviously yeah. specific brand of truck or. Uh, well, because I get this question a lot, I talked about it on the last episode. Like, I get asked so much, like, "What's your preferred brand of bed?" It's like the one that works, right? You know.
1: So for me, the main reason why I well, two parts of this. The main reason why I like Peterbilt with IMTs is because that's what my dad had growing up, and I used to ride around in that thing. And I was like, fuck dude, one day I'm gonna have one of these. <laughs> and so that kind of always stuck with me as far as the Peterbilt versus Freightliner versus Kenworth, you know, all that. I just like Peterbilts. Yeah. The cabs are fucking tiny. I'm a big dude and <laughs> you just deal with it. Yep. Um, beds. I've been around a lot of beds. The main reason why I pick IMT is they have the highest resale value and the second reason is we have a dealer that's very close. That's very good. That That's the main reason why I use IMT. Because if I have anything wrong on it, I call Lodi. And the girls down there are fucking awesome. And you have it because of my location. You don't even have to pay for overnight. You just get it the next day. Because Sacramento to Reno. Yeah. So as long as it's not a big storm, you just get it the next day. So it, that's the biggest reason for me is just dealer location. And then especially like all the older. I don't know how the other manufacturers are as Cause I haven't had multiples of older men ma- of different manufacturers. I've had an auto crane. I've had a maintainer. I had a siler. or a, yeah, Siler, I think is what before summit had it. Yeah. I had one of those I've had, uh, I, I haven't had any of the new T max um, bodies, uh, but uh, from stellar, but I had an older one that the nap that was Napide built and it was overall good. It broke apart a little bit, but, The nice thing about our stuff is besides our brand, brand new ones, all of our older vintage stuff all takes the same parts. So I have like one or two of everything for a truck body on my shelf. Mm. And if any of my guys break anything, we just have it. Like I have cylinder kits. I have extra cylinders. I have, you know, switches, drawers, everything. And then if anybody breaks anything, they all use the same one. So that's the main reason why I just keep buying them because I already have a bunch of them.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I don't blame you there. I, I love IMTs. Yeah. I've always had good luck with them but
1: the maintainer I had was hell for stout. I didn't have any problems with it. I just ended up selling the truck it was on. It was on an older International that I had and you know it was just time to get replaced but the thing was fucking stout.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm diehard maintainer now. Yeah. And that's all my boss runs and I love my truck. Yeah.
1: The worst body I ever had was my auto crane body but at the same time the thing was it was on a Peterbilt uh, B-Jack, and it was from, like, 93 or something, and it never been, like, refurbed. It just kept getting re-coated with paint. So, you know, I don't know how great that thing would have been if somebody would have taken care of it either. It's probably been through 20 techs.
0: Extra 2,000 pounds of paint, man.
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> shit. So uh, Joe had some questions, and we tried this phone call when he, <laughs> all this shit, It wasn't working out, so I'm just going to go ahead and re ask the questions, and uh, you can tell your stories again. Sorry, sounds good. Um, Do you remember what his question? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, What do you want again? (laughs) Uh, Well, he he wanted to know like if you had any hiring stories or right? Yeah, hiring,
1: firing. Yeah, there you go, hiring employees. I'm I'm
0: terrible at this. (laughs) Do you got any good stories hiring wise?
1: Yeah, uh, hiring wise. the my best one was I set an interview with a guy and he was supposed to show up. He didn't show up, but I had other stuff to do with the shop anyway. So like two hours go by, guy shows up, has no shoes on, he's in like pink board shorts, no shirt, and no shoes. And just hops out and he's like, What's up, man? I was like, Well, what's up? Who are you? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh, uh I was I'm here for the interview. I was like, Well, the interview's done. It's like it's two hours ago. And he's like, Oh yeah, I lost my boat. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Did you find it? Like this is it's Wednesday, man. Like <laughs> what are you doing? And uh so I pretty much you know, told him, you know, not interested, but it was a funny story. It's definitely an experience for sure. Yeah. Uh the worst like employee one was I had a guy that um he uh was not going to make it to shift and he dis- so he called me saying that he wasn't going to make it. That his transmission was bad in his Blazer or something. I was like, okay, well, the guy that he was supposed to be going out to shift with was going to pick him up. And he's like, no, I can't do that. I'm going to be in Vegas or I'm outside of Vegas. I was like, that's weird. Cause he's supposed to be on shift in two hours, which I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's like six hours away. Um, Try to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, maybe he's trying to fix it, whatever. I'll, I'll let it ride. So that he misses that night. The next day I call him, make sure he's going to be there. And, uh, he, he's back in town and I asked him, I it, well, sorry to back up a little bit. I t- he, he gets back to town, or he can't get back to town, and so I, I asked him, you know, well, is the transmission bad? He said, no, I don't have money for gas. I said, well, don't worry about it. You can use your company card, put gas in your rigs so you can get to fucking work, so we get this done. <laughs> so he says, okay. So he gets there, and, I, you know, I, I was like, is your blazer fixed? And he's like, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's fixed. It's good. The transmission's good. So apparently, you put transmission in that time. Uh, but then I started looking at it, and I, I went back, and he ended up being in Vegas with his brother, and he had like an all expense paid gambling, casino, gas trip on our company card. So I fired him for it. And then he took me to the unemployment office saying that he thought he was allowed to use his company card for whatever he wanted and it was fine. So I had to get it wrote up from an attorney and sent to the unemployment office that he was not allowed to use his credit card for an all expense paid Vegas vacation on the DBM dime, which it ended up being nothing, but it was really frustrating that, you know, I, I, the whole time he was using his card and I was trying to be nice and be like, Hey, don't worry about it. Use your card to get put gas in your car and get it there. And the whole time he already was. <laughs>
0: Jesus. So how long did that guy work for you? Uh like three or four months. So he was technically able to get well, I think it was it's ninety days you have to be employed. Yeah, ninety somebody? days, yeah. And I so what whatever happened with that? Did you get your money back? Or you no, just, I never
1: got my money back. No. Um I took I don't even think I took it out of his last check. Uh, We pay every two weeks, and he was on a seven-on-seven-off rotation, so he had just gotten paid, and he didn't. I just once I found out he did that one night shift, I didn't pay him for it, and just told him pack his shit.
0: Yeah, it was kind of just
1: yeah, cut my yeah, cut my losses. It's not worth fighting him. Little Uh. did I know I was going to end up fighting it at the (laughs) fucking unemployment office. Yes,
0: that's crazy, man. That's the nerve of some fucking people. Yeah, exactly. And I'm over here like. You know, when I'm filling out my time slips for work, I'm like, well, I I think this was like 15 minutes. Do I go... 11 o'clock or right. do i go eleven thirty? you know <laughs> i mean because take advantage
1: my uh, some of my guys have like our company card on their amazon they'll you know especially like my one guy in the shop because he buys our shop towels he does all this stuff and that guy will send me a text message be like hey amazon i i bought light bulbs for my house it was six dollars and amazon i i didn't click the right card so i'll give you that six bucks
0: like that those guys are the guys i want working yes, for me definitely um He has a great one here. I I didn't even think about this. Have you had any close calls or knew anybody that worked for you or whatever? Close calls or safety issues?
1: Oh, yeah. Lots of them.
0: Well, I can imagine with mining.
1: (laughs) Mining is is a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. The the best one that I've personally uh, been around is there was a guy um, out of mine I worked at. And they were lifting uh, a truck bed with, um, well, they're lifting a liner package into the back of a truck bed with, uh, we use like a lot of those foundry hooks. I don't know if you've seen them. They're like, we do GET and cutting edges and shit with them on big shovels. And they had those on the side of a plate and the plate had caught and they just kept going up. It was in a shop with an overhead Mm -hmm. it was like a 20 ton overhead and they just kept going up and the plate wasn't going up and it straightened that hook fucking straight out and missed his face by like a quarter of an inch.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah and you got to see this yeah oh yeah so you know what's what's crazy is i've never seen it and i've heard stories in my work uh, of teeth breaking off buckets mm-hmm. and you know going straight we had one before i started on an 850 d break off go through the front windshield go right above the driver and oh, hit the, shit. the roof of the cab yeah uh today i'm working on a 470 another 470s 470 digging in that hard ground i was talking about and uh i heard something well the tooth he was using a leading edge bucket in the third furthest away from the machine broke and flew up over the cab and landed on the ground behind the machine damn and i heard it and i was just i was blown away by that like i could have just witnessed somebody get killed right
1: we had a really good one actually now that i think about it uh We were moving shops and we were unloading. We had a WA 900 uh, front axle Mm -hmm. on our flatbed and we brought it to the new property to unload it. And I had my, uh, well, actually, it wasn't even my server truck, uh, Brandon's server truck with that 14K on it. I had that picking one side. And then um, we had a 6025 on the other side that we were picking with. And we're, we picked it up off the trailer. We pulled the flatbed trailer out from underneath it. It was on a semi-trailer. Pulled it out from underneath it. And then we were winching down. And uh, this is something for you guys to check, too, because I never thought about this. Uh, we all Well, I'm sure just one of them snapped at first. Um, the all four outrigger bolts snapped on the 6025 truck. And so it yard-sailed that thing. So my end stayed in the air. That was connected to the 14K. And then the part that was on the 6025 went all the way till it hit the ground. But the truck... The bumper was completely touching the ground and the right front tire was probably three and a half feet off the ground. Holy yeah, shit. that was two weeks ago. I totally forgot about that. But that was that was a really good, that was a scary moment. So we went around, we checked all and the outrigger bolts, we found all four of them. And you could tell that the top two actually had come loose and they're sitting there chafing. Mm-hmm. So the bolt itself was like halfway cut. Um and it's something, you know, we do a ton of dirt roads and shit. So it's something we never thought about. We went around and we ended up replacing a couple bolts in other trucks and, you know, checking them all.
0: Yeah, we uh, when I worked for the deer dealer, we had you know, Ken Wirtz with the IMT beds on them. And I know a few of them, the bed bolts were starting to come yep. loose. And I've had something scary happen to where I had that right outrigger out. And I still almost flipped the truck over because right. I was lifting the track frame. Lifts it up, no problem. Starts swinging around this way a little bit. And that motherfucker, the whole truck starts to flip over. And luckily that track frame hit the ground. And I'm like, fuck.
1: That's My buddy Scooter, I don't know the exact, you know, because I wasn't there, but similar thing. He's unloading a set of uh, rails off of a delivery truck and swung around and that outrigger sunk into the dirt and it went till it touched. Jesus. Yeah.
0: So he got lucky too. He got
1: lucky too. Yeah.
0: Because I was up on a, uh, I was at a landfill and where they had dug the dirt out of the ground. Mm -hmm. So I was up on like a levee deal. And if my truck would have went over, it would have went right down (laughs) that hill. I would have been fucked. Right. (laughs) that's crazy so what were we so i guess uh costly mistakes is one of the oh yeah costly mistakes um, you know i know you've ran into that a few times with Mm -hmm. the guys and honesty obviously you know being straight up with your your boss man you know if you make a mistake own own it it. it's
1: going to be way better for everybody and honestly the customer might so any Damage that we have caused or whatever, you know, it's I haven't uh, done any insurance claims. Luckily, you know Luckily, we haven't uh, done anything that I couldn't pay for out-of-pocket But the the customers mad initially but the fact that you own up to it and just say hey dude we fucked this up and we're gonna fix it for you We'll get it done as soon as we possibly can and we'll make it right with you mm-hmm. um, i one of the most costly things I've ever done was uh, I put a brand new uh, radiator pack in a DML drill a blast hole drill and I was putting the radiator guarding around it and one of the bolts had stripped or one of the nuts had stripped out on the radiator shroud. So I nutted it and I had a nine sixteenth wrench sitting on top of the shroud. Brand new cooler package. I lit that bitch off and the fucking wrench fell down there, hit the fan and went through the cooler pack.
0: I've seen that. Yep. I've seen bolts come out and yeah. go right and through the
1: Luckily at the time I wasn't out on my own. I was working for who, somebody who's my customer now. Yeah. And uh, so it was like one of the things like, oh, fuck, sorry. But they put, we put another cooler pack in it, but that, that would have been, I mean, I'm sure that was probably a $20,000, $30,000 $20 cooler pack.
0: Yeah. I've told the story when I used to work for the ag dealer out in California and put a final on a combine and forget to put oil in some bitch. <laughs> oh God, dude, that was the worst feeling. But that kind world. of
1: shit happens. I mean, if it happens all the time, then there's a problem. Yes, but it's yes. going to happen.
0: Yeah. And I, I made a mistake last week. We have a four-post drive-up lift. Mm-hmm. We work on all our crew trucks and stuff. with. I take advantage of it when I want to change my oil on my service truck, go use that, some bitch, you know, right. screw sliding underneath of it. Well, uh, the owner's, owner's got a Jeep, whatever. I don't know what it is, but right. engine cover was sitting on top of the rack. And I lift my truck up in there and not thinking about it. Just one of those things, you know, you just go about your day, and that some bitch fell off, and the engine cover just sh- like. Broke, <laughs> and I'm like crap. So first thing I do, march over to the boss, you know, in his office, and say, "Hey, I fucked up. Right? I dropped this thing, not paying attention. You know, it's just one of those airhead moves." And said, "Let me know how much it costs. I'll pay for it." Right. He said, "Don't worry about it. Give me the old thing, and you know." But that's the one thing about my boss—you fucking just be straight up with
1: him. That's how I am with my guys, and it makes it easier too because I i have had it in the past for like small things like. Uh, we cracked a windshield. Um, we were putting a boom uh, back on a loader after we got done lineboarding it, and we cra- cracked a windshield. And uh, <clears throat> nobody said anything to me about it. Customer comes in, and, you know, they go to use it, and they're like, what the fuck, like, my windshield? It, it was on a cat loader, so it's one of the corners. They're at an angle, you mm-hmm. know, on a G-series. And uh, it was cracked, and he's like, what happened? I was like, it wasn't us. Like, I, I didn't know anything about it. Well, then... You know, it comes to, he's like, well, nobody's used it. You know, we need to look at for van, you know, it doesn't look like there's vandalism or anything. Well, ended up being one of my guys and they just didn't tell me. So it makes us look really bad because Mm. I'm saying, no, it wasn't us. And then, oh no, it was us. Yeah. Yeah. So just is something as simple as that. It just be
0: honest. The one thing that really pisses me off though, is, uh, I, I was not too far from my house here in my service truck coming home for the day and this car comes up next to me. It's taking pictures. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What do I do now? Oh, yeah. you know? And uh he calls me. Hey, what did you have in the back of your truck? I'm like, nothing. I didn't have shit. Right. Maybe a hose. Um. He's like, well, these people are saying that something yellow flew out of the back of your truck. And it hit their windshield and broke it. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. I have yeah. no... Still, to this day, it bugs the shit out me. And it, that was like a year ago. Right. And so somebody trying to get a free windshield at that point he's, at that point the boss is like you know what whether it's your fault or not you know we're just going to take care of it because right. what's what's 250 bucks for a windshield you know versus, yeah versus getting sued for something exactly. you know exactly so i shit like that it bugs me people calling in we that's a, that's a whole topic we could probably cover a whole episode on oh, asshole yeah. drivers but we won't we won't um Joe had a great question, and it made me laugh. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. What's up? So he had a great question, and he said, he, are the people in the mines as big of assholes as they are in the construction or you know trucking industry as far as customers?
1: No, mines are worse. <laughs> uh, the hardest part about a mine is a lot of the people – Like I, we do a lot of – construct. we do 50-50. So construction, you do deal with assholes face-to-face. The mining aspect is – the people you deal with are still assholes just like they are in construction and it's still face to face. But a lot of the decisions that get made aren't at that location. So you could come in one day and you're supposed to have three, four guys there and they have a new bean counter and you're not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things like you're like, well, I have two months scheduled to be here because we have a maintenance contract. And they're like, well, it's null and void now and they set them up that way so you can't like uh, you have to to work on like any of the large mines you have to sign away your real right to lean so you can't lean against any other property mm. um wow. even for them even for them having non-payment you still can't lean um, if you sign a maintenance contract, there's sections of it that if you can't supply the maintenance, you have to you know help with downtime, do anything else like that. I mean, it's never came to fruition, but they have the option, but if they cancel it for any time, it doesn't matter. And it's either you sign it or you don't work here.
0: Hmm. Wow. That's crazy.
1: And the hard part about mines is a lot of the techs, and not all of them, because there are some really good techs and some techs that I consider friends that work at mines. The problem with mines is it, it does breed somewhat of like an asshole laziness because they work a seven on, seven off. Everybody in the area is paying the same and they need bodies. Mm-hmm. So if you show up and you can tie your shoes, you have a fucking mechanic.
0: Yeah. Down. If you can show your breath in cold air, exactly. Take
1: you. So, and those guys are the guys that will look for you doing anything wrong and turn you in to make themselves look better yes so we get that a lot that that is a conversation that i've had with my guys um for one just in between us like if especially since we work days and nights if you come in on rotation and we were troubleshooting something and this guy thought it was this but you found out it was this you don't go and tell the customer oh no so and so is wrong this is what was wrong with it you say yeah we found this and we found this and you know we got a fix for you and same thing there's a lot of independence in nevada in nevada In all honesty, it's kind of like a little independent haven. There's so – and I'm sure Texas is the same way. There's so many of them. But when you're on site with an independent, if you fuck me over, then I'm going to want to fuck you over. But if we can get the guys to stop doing that and just say, hey, the next morning, say, hey, man, I know this is what you troubleshot. This is what I troubleshot, and this is what I found, and now it's running. I just want to let you know. If you come in and you're like, hey, you fucking idiot, like this is what I found. (laughs) If you're friends with them, that probably flies. But then it just creates so much animosity and that that's a really big problem with independents in our area is throwing each other under the bus.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that competition wise. I mean,
1: it was a weird situation. Now that now it's been brought up, uh, like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, right before Christmas, I got this phone call, um, and they it was a guy that I kn- I've known f- not personally, but he was an old cat guy like my dad that went out on his own recently, and he said, "Hey, I want to get a, a a dinner together with all the local independents that I that I can drum up," hmm. and I was like. I'm interested like to see where this goes and the conversation that we ended up getting into, I mean, we were there for four hours and we all brought our spouses and everything and had a really good time. Uh, it was definitely, it was a cool experience because you're putting faces to people that, you know, Oh, so-and-so's mechanic service was out here and fucked it up. Well, now that you're sitting face to face with them, He's just another dude that either, you know, maybe troubleshot wrong or the customer's lying to you or he, you know, they said, oh, this guy came in and looked at it. Well, really, he came and did an oil change on it. And now it's got a, you know, now the fucking bucket's falling off of it. Like, because yeah. that's how some customers are. I mean, we've been to places where they're like, well, ever since you looked at it, like we put GET on that thing. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't do anything to it. <laughs> so it, it was a cool experience. Um, There was a little bit that came out of it that I I wasn't uh enthused about as far as, um, like working together in that aspect. Uh, a lot of guys are kind of interested in doing it like a co-op situation right now. And I've been approached about it before by other independents. My take is we're all independent for a reason because we, we want to be. And to not sound like a dickhead, it works out a lot better for people who don't have like the tooling and the manpower that I do compared to working out for me because it ends up people are using my shit. Instead of me using my shit. And it takes that competi- the competitive edge that I have against other people. It takes that out of the, the scene, I think.
0: Yeah. Man, it's crazy. I didn't realize just, you know, I that was always my dream was to go out on my own. Right. And do my thing. But, like, the more and more I talk to you folks that do your own thing, it's like, I'm kind of glad I'm just doing my steady thing.
1: If I had to go back and do it, I I would probably I'm really glad I worked at a dealer. I would never change that I worked at a dealer. I would just find it independent like myself or my my favorite customer, the one I do all the work for. I would, if for some reason something happened or I sold out or went bankrupt or something, I would definitely hit them up and that's what I would do.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure you got a good relationship with him where he'd be like, hell yeah. He would literally roller. be like,
1: what truck do you want? Yeah. <laughs> and when do you start? Yeah. And that's what I would do. I, I wouldn't go back to being a dealer tech, but I am really glad I was.
0: Yeah. that the dealer thing. That's like a last resort thing mm-hmm. for me. I'll even go back to being a repossessor if I had. To, right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, I'll feed my family, but yes. I would definitely try it. I, and that's one thing I try to bring in with my guys is, your son's got a, you know, obviously can't happen every week, but your son has a really important fucking basketball game. Go to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that. When I worked at the dealer, that was an option. And when I worked at the mines, it also wasn't an option. Yeah. It was, this is your shift. This is when you're going to be here.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, man. We're uh, getting up there in time. Cool. I got a couple, couple more things. You know, I, I, de- I kind of want to talk about social media real quick. I yeah. know you use it, well, not as much lately, right? But does has it helped you?
1: It's helped me a ton. The coolest part, I think, is even you brought up Chris earlier, is meeting the amount of people that I've met off of it in person. Like, we, yeah. we went to Con Expo, Mine Expo. And then, like, uh, the last time I was, my sister lives in Salt Lake City, so I go up there a little bit. My wife's father lives there. Um, so the last time I was in Salt Lake, I was like, hey, you want to fucking grab a burger? And he's like, yeah, dude, meet me in Park City. So we met Park City, and we sat and talked for, like, three hours. Like, yeah. he's just a genuine fucking good dude. Yep. And same thing when we went to Mine Expo uh, for some legal reasons. I probably can't get into everything that the <laughs> bowed boys and myself got into. But uh, it's just fun to interact and to see things. Granted, you get a ton of just assholes. but And that is one reason why I kind of took a step back from social media. One, stress from my shop and making everything run. And two, is just like I got tired of dealing with assholes
0: stupid people
1: everybody has a negative comment about anything and it's just because they're not doing it like i'm sure you you with the podcast maybe people don't love the podcast but you're gonna have you're just gonna have people like that and they're gonna be oh fucking this sucks that's well you Mm -hmm. go do it then
0: yeah i'm the only motherfucker out there doing it right uh I've I've got haters, man. Yeah, we true. we actually talked about it in the last episode. You wouldn't know though. I'm just gonna, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. We talked about the haters. The guy accidentally messaged me when he was trying to message somebody else. Oh, awesome! And talk shit. Yeah, I'm like dude, you're fucking, you're stupid. But right. hey, I guarantee you listen to everything I put. Obviously yeah, he does know. if he
1: knows all the yeah. What and
0: so like the
1: calendar thing that I do started out as just like a, a joke uh, joke for one of my. Um, Customers are like oh we need to get some girls on this thing So I was like yeah so I I made them a It wasn't even like an actual wall calendar It was like a a poster calendar you know Mm. with the first one And it kind of just spiraled from there But I get so much shit in there like people will Email me and stuff like you know these girls Aren't actual mechanics right it's like, yeah, bitch. I know. I was they're like, fucking yeah,
0: models. Yeah. <laughs> find
1: me. H- I mean, don't get me wrong. I am sure there are some attractive female mechanics out there, but they don't live close to me, and they're not modeling on trucks. Yes. So these right. are the ones that we got. <laughs> How fucking stupid is Dude, that they, comment? All the time. Or, I I get people. That say like, oh, well, you know that that truck would look a lot better without that girl on it. Well, then don't buy the fucking calendar. Yeah. Like, it's not
0: a big deal. That's like you know that you that going back to that comment. Like, those girls aren't real mechanics or whatever. It's like, would you do you want me to get in a fucking? Yeah, you bikini? want me to get in it? Yeah, <laughs> we
1: actually uh, made a joke that uh, um, we we're gonna do like one month just like all the dudes just shirtless Dude. just just for haters. That's it's the rad. exact same thing. Like, fuck you guys. Like
0: that's rad because yeah. I want to make a certified wrench calendar. Right but I want it to be stupid pictures. Like somebody holding a wrench to the rim on the loader. Like, right. (laughs) You know, like those fake ads that you see, like I want to do all 12 months of that shit. That'd be funny. It'd be hilarious. But, uh, one more. Well, actually, you know, so we're, we're still bouncing off social media. I don't really follow the service trucks page anymore, but that's how we met. I met Chris Hadley, all them. Uh, (laughs) You got it right here on your fucking questionnaire. Why are mechanics online such whiny bitches?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, they are about everything. I, well, it makes me laugh because, uh, and Jesse and I have talked about it a bunch too. Because we get him more than me for sure. Jesse is definitely like the the pinnacle of independent guys. Mm-hmm. But you, one thing that I've done is like Brent, and then a really fun person that I've met is Wade. Um, out of California. We go to his Christmas parties and shit and uh, he's just a fucking fun guy but when, one thing I try to do is going up, people would say, hey, what should I do about this? Somebody like Wade gets on or Brent gets on and they say, and then the, that same guy will reply back with like, whoa, that's not what I, like, why are you asking the fucking question? Yeah.
0: Man? Yes, I that and just the stupid questions. Stupid questions. And I'm like, really dude, like, right. or chick, whatever. Yeah, but, no, I I had to get off of all of them. Right. I only follow two, which is one that's local here in Texas. Right. That uh, Joe actually runs. And then another one. And the only reason why I follow it is because somebody gave me a shout out on it. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I, you know, this seems like a decent one, which I got really sick of the stupid ass like posts, like let's just say a front hub grenade because it didn't have oil in it. Right. Took this one a little too far, boys. Yeah, like don't be don't be stupid like that. Come on. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I have a hard time with it. I I've, uh, I've, I think I still am a moderator on the service truck page, but yeah. unfortunately for the guys that still run it, I don't really do anything on it. I did, as far as Facebook goes, I kind of tried to step back and just post like my family to my personal page mm-hmm. and then I do like the Instagram setting more because the, the posts aren't really there it's just like I like to see pictures of cool service trucks nice. I like to see the way guys set their service trucks up even if they're completely different to mine it's cool because I get ideas off of it mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that like it, it, it's really neat Um, I don't think like even being in work truck magazine for IMT I don't think I would have gotten that opportunity without doing some of the social media and my yeah. my wife is like well she does hair so she's like this little social media butterfly like she's like we gotta you gotta do these posts you gotta do them for this amount of time like i don't have that kind of time but she was right about it i mean it's definitely helped me i can't uh, say that any of the exposure that i've gotten on there has been bad mm-hmm. i mean as far as for my company and stuff besides the random haters but as far as the exposure that my company's gotten from it i think it's been pretty good
0: yeah i i try to stay pretty steady i used to be hardcore into the certified instagram right right I've kind of just kind of dabbled off of it a little bit. Like, I'll still post, you know, hey, this weekend we're having you on type shit. Uh, But I I just really started getting annoyed by, you know, I love the listener fucking feedback and sending me messages. But when the guys think they're funny because I have a love-hate thing for Milwaukee, I love giving people shit because they're diehard Milwaukee fans, like the Dodge owners, whatever. And, like, 100 people will send me the same fucking milwaukee post i'm like okay thanks i get it (laughs) i understand that i hate milwaukee even though i love milwaukee i'm just not going to go out and buy the shit out of it right um stuff like that so i kind of just stay back off of it you know and i'll reply like people i get messages all the time like hey love the podcast you know hey thanks for being here yeah welcome to the shit show right um but yeah man um you got any questions for me before we wrap this thing up? No,
1: I, I think we've done a ton, dude. It's been fun. Yeah. It's uh, Texas was supposed to be warmer, but that's fine.
0: It was eighty eight degrees. What day is it right now? Friday. So Wednesday it was uh eighty eight degrees. This morning it was cold as shit. Yep. <laughs> and they wonder why we're all sick. Yeah, know? no shit. Huh? Well, well shit, man. Uh Sorry that Joe couldn't be here, you know, and we tried to get him on, but it didn't sound good. So uh, you guys probably won't hear that part. I'm going to cut it out. I'll take some outtakes from it and shit. But um, first of all, before we end this thing, uh, where can they find you on social media?
1: Uh, DBM Equipment Repair on all social media platforms. Besides, uh, I do have a TikTok, but my wife hasn't showed me how to really use it yet. I just watch videos on it. <laughs> so once she shows me how to do that, there might be some stuff on there. Um And then Instagram, that's where we post a bunch of our stuff. Facebook a little bit. We can't sell the calendars this year on Facebook. So my, I've been selling them off PayPal a little bit here and there and then just giving them out. But uh, Facebook's super weird about it. So I wonder why Uh somebody kept flagging it for nudity. So I'm sure somebody that hates uh chicks on service trucks. Cause they're not mechanics. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so yeah, they won't let me post it. I, I, uh, Anything that has to do with calendars in my Facebook store, they just flag it. Like I tried to change the picture and just sell it as like a service truck and they still flagged it. They wouldn't let me sell it. Had to? It always just says under review and then they never review it. That's
0: crazy. Wow. Well, fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, man, let's let's wrap this thing up. I, mean, I really appreciate you fucking taking the time out of your little vacation to make Hell this yeah. happen. I appreciate and, it. Uh, it was super fun, and I'm glad we finally got to meet in person. Yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> I think we've known each other, known each other, quote unquote, for fuck. It's been a long time—five, six years, maybe. Yeah, long time. And uh, that's the great thing about service trucks, I guess. Really? That's the only good thing that came out of those pages is friendship, for and, sure. You know, reliability. On you know, if you got a question, you can hit up anybody. So, with that being said, if you guys need to get a hold of me, you can reach me at Certified Wrench podcast at gmail.com if you do have questions about certain things like deer equipment service advisor whatever ask me i might not be able to help you out but i can try but don't take advantage of it that's right <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh certified wrench underscore podcast uh is the instagram you know you can find me on, on facebook tiktok is fucking blown up it's insane um if you guys want to be a guest certified wrench podcast.com. I need to record this shit, whatever. <laughs> Hit the button. The merch, <laughs> the merch is still up. Um, I haven't canceled it yet. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it, but if you guys feel like you want to buy some merch, uh, anything helps, you know, it all goes back towards the podcast and equipment and stuff like that. And last but not least, whatever platform you guys are listening to me on or us, uh, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or whatever it's called. Um, give me some reviews, uh, written reviews, star reviews, whatever you want. It just helps uh, my, spot, my Spotify accounts. <laughs> it's crazy, the reviews I got. It's awesome. Um, one of these days, I'll read all my reviews off of iTunes. But Anywho, I think that's going to be it. You done?
1: I'm done. Right on, man. Thank you.
0: Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you soon.